time for Baseball with the Bard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Baseball with the Bard. My name is Tyler Bard, and that over there is Mr. Noah Cross. My best friend and co-host. We are coming to you live this Sunday, and we do, before we start, want to remind you all that we are streaming on Facebook, YouTube under the Bard and Cross Entertainment uh, YouTube page, and Twitch under my channel, tbard5195. So you can follow us on all of those different places. We thank you all for tuning in. Uh, and now on Twitch, uh, after my 24-hour stream, though, we made it to 113 followers on Twitch now. So we are pushing the boundaries. Damn. Next time yeah, we do a 24-hour stream, next time you do a 24-hour stream, we should add in our two shows and two hours of, uh, of a segment. That is a great idea. I absolutely love that. Um, so what about what's going on in the MLB right now? It has been quite the week in the MLB. Um, for people who don't exactly know what we might be talking about right now, uh, not this, this headline I'm about to pop up on screen is not the craziest thing that happened. And that is wild. This Mickey Mantle baseball card has broken a record and not just barely broken a record. It absolutely blew the record out of the water. Let me see if I can get the picture up on screen for you here. Sorry, I'm doing a home setup today. So yeah. it's a little bit slower rolling. Here we go. There's the card right there. Noah, could you tell us a little bit about this? Yeah, so this Mickey Mantle baseball card, as you said, shattered a record and it sold. You ready for this? For $5.2 million. That's 5. such an insane number. Point two million dollars listen uh for, for my mlb the show fans this is like what what cards cost in mlb the show right you always look at like the juan soto card right now i think is like almost four hundred thousand stubs it's ridiculous how much these things cost this is an actual baseball card that someone purchased for 5.2 million dollars obviously it's extremely rare obviously it's hard to come by and i'm 99 sure that is an actual picture of it so you can see how nice it is how much how pristine that baseball card is to sell for that much money so there's probably people out there that might say that's absolutely insane i would never yeah pay. Noah, if you could just talk about that for a moment i am having a little bit of a technical difficulty here so let the yeah. people know about that i will be right back no problem man um people might be saying it's insane that you would ever pay for that much uh, pay that much for a baseball card or honestly anything at that rate five point two million dollars is nuts that costs more than people's houses cars uh, lives combined. Like I tell you, everything that I own is not worth $5.2 million. Okay. Um, so it's absolutely nuts that someone actually would purchase something like this. But I would say if I had the ability to purchase this baseball card, would I have absolutely <laughs> look, look, look behind me. You see this shelf of bobbleheads and, and pop figures. This is my version of my $5.2 million baseball card. Okay. Like, <laughs> I don't have all the, like this baseball bat here, Tyler's brother Peter actually was generous enough to give to me. It's an Alex Rodriguez bat. This D.D. Rodriguez plaque I bought at a game once with Tyler. Great game, by the way. Um, But this behind me is my shrine to, if I had $5.2 million, you would see the Mickey Mantle baseball card hanging up behind me. You would see overpriced. shrine. Yes, I, I shouldn't say overpriced. You would see accurately priced baseball cards of that status behind me if I could afford it. So I'm not going to say, sure. oh, that's ridiculous, $5.2 million. Hell no, that's awesome. I wish I could buy a baseball card for $5.2 million. That one specifically because it looks awesome. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely blew me away when I saw that headline. I was like, this is disgusting. Five, it's a little piece of paper that's this big. $5.7 million, this dude. And just look at, like, you think you could be a little bit excited? Look at this guy. Yes, Justin's comment is correct. That's awesome is right. I yeah. That's it. As a baseball fan, as a Yankee fan, a Mickey Mantle card like that, that is awesome. That's sick. If you buy that thing, good for you. You're crazy. You know, good for you. you know what I what I alluded to was that wasn't the biggest news of the week. Mm. And what we're about to go into, Noah, is what I think the biggest news of the week was. These guys on the screen here, these New York Mets, uh, have gotten new ownership, and they've gone absolutely insane with Francisco Lindor headed to the New York Mets. The Mets, over the last two weeks, finalized the deal to bring Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco to Staten Island. The Mets would pay up, however. Uh, Sandy Alderson, the president of baseball ops from Mets, uh, would say that they did not come cheaply. 
Andre Jimenez and Ahmad Rosario, Ahmed Rosario, excuse me, right-hander Josh Wolf and outfielder Isaiah Green and Cash to be la- named later would head to the Indians for Lindor and Carrasco. Uh, that's a lot to let go, but as uh, we know, Steve Cohen is absolutely crazy with his money and has no fear when it comes to spending. Um, I honestly personally think it is a good deal because as you see some of the average Lindor hit a 258 average in 2020 along with eight home runs and an OBP of 750. Uh, and then uh, he hit 284 for an average 32 home runs and an 854 OBP in 2019. Um, obviously there were players who did a little bit worse in 2020. That's, uh, that was bound to happen. That was a broken season anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and Carrasco reported with a 291 ERA in 2020 with 82 Ks. And in 2019, a 529 with 96. Um, so my question to you, Noah, I think that this was a great deal, personally. Uh, I know they lost more players and money, um, but I think the Mets' time to win is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have completely made this rivalry so much more fun uh, with New York and the Nationals and in the Phillies. Like They've made it just so much more exciting to see who's going to come out on top here. What do you think? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a great deal. I would say it's a good deal. Obviously, bringing Lindor over to New York was a, was a huge deal to happen. Uh, there are a lot of teams vying for him to be their landing spot. You know, the Yankees were a rumor that wasn't going to happen. Uh, the Mets were obviously the biggest rumor. There was a couple of teams like the Blue Jays and so on uh, that could use Lindor in a big way. So it's a good deal to bring Lindor over. And obviously, with Carrasco coming as well, that's also big. That's a pretty solid pitcher there as the 2019 numbers were pretty solid with 96 Ks and a 5-2. ERA, so it's not terrible. Um, I will say I was at a Carlos Carrasco game at Fenway Park. That guy could pitch. Yes, Uh, I agree. He's not someone you want to mess around with. For sure, and to put him in that same rotation with Degrom, Syndergaard, that's a big deal. Um, I will say that the Mets did did pay a lot. You know, the Mets sent over a a good four players there. It's not like they just sent over a few people that you know weren't that well known or weren't that good. They weren't known, right? Yeah, they sent over some damn good prospects. Ahmed Rosario, that's that's a big name. Um, Jimenez, that's a big name. So we'll see how that pays out for, obviously, the Indians. They received those great players. The Indians are looking to maybe they're in some type of rebuild state, as a few people have said. Uh, They still have a really good team, though. They still have Bieber, which we'll talk about later. They still have um, uh, a few other, Ramirez. So we'll see what happens on that front. If you ask me, I think seven to eight years from now, the Indians will will have made out like bandits in this deal. Uh, however, the Mets today will make out like bandits. So I will say I, I think it's pretty even in the sense that the Mets will get what they want, which is a win in the next two years, and then the Indians in the next eight or so years, once these guys are all established, they'll have a really solid core. Yeah, no, yeah, I think you make a good point. I think right now the Mets are playing for now, where the uh, Indians are playing for their future. Uh, and that's I think you put it pretty perfectly there. I think in the next few weeks, maybe few years, few months, we're going to see the Indians building uh, a team for the future, not building a team for right now. Um, so we'll see if that works out for him. I, I was personally very bummed uh, that this is where Lindor ended up, because when I saw Lindor sign with the Mets, I go, well, shit, that means DJ is going to sign with the Yankees. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's game over. Uh, so that was pretty upsetting. <laughs> my, my buddy at work, who's a, uh, uh, Mets fan, Nick, he came over and he was like, did you see him? I'm like, yeah, screw you. Screw you. I'm mad. I'm mad at you. Don't talk to me. He's like, what? Aren't you excited for the Mets? Yeah, I'm excited for the Mets, but I'm not excited for the damn Yankees. Hmm. Screw you. So, um, yeah. That leads me to a quick question though, Tyler. What do you think? Will this uh-huh. change the Mets enough to put them in a, in a solid position in the playoffs? And by solid, I, think I mean the Mets do make the playoffs. Okay, how far do they go? I don't think they can beat the Phillies in the playoffs, and I think the Phillies are going to win that division. I think the Mets probably take a wild card spot. Okay. Um, and I think uh, if they meet the Phillies in the playoffs, then they lose. But I, I think they can make it to the first or the second round. Okay, fair. But I, I, there's I, no, they're not winning a World Series this year. Sorry. I'd agree. I'd agree with you. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't think they win a World Series next year either. Um, I'm sorry. They, they have a chance to do it, but, uh, hello, Frank. We have our friend over in, uh, Ohio, big Reds fan. Say hi to Sal for us. Uh, you know, as Southington people want to say hello to Sal Romano on the Reds. So give him a shout, Frank. I know you guys are tight, you know, you know, best friends. Yeah. He's gonna a throw fan over there. You guys are he's obviously best friends. 
He's gonna throw yeah, it right. Over. You know, you did say it, and my Twitch chat immediately clipped that. So yep. uh, it is it is on file now. So you cannot escape your uh, your prediction there, buddy. It'll be great. <laughs> um, um, we wanted to talk quickly about big contracts too, Noah. Um, you you wanted to bring up like how crazy it's gotten, right? Yes. So, as you know, I work in a middle school, as I mentioned before, as a substitute teacher, and a few of the kids in English classes are doing argumentative writing, right? You, you remember eighth grade, right? Yeah. That's what we you did, argumentative writing, a few pages, you know, and they had to pick their own topic. And a few of the boys, they were talking about big contracts, right, and how yeah. sports contracts are getting absolutely ludicrous, like just absolutely you mean like this insane. one? Yes. So, this is the one that popped up first in, in the conversation was Patty Mahomes is making $503 million for 10 years. That's $50 million a year, 50.3 to be exact. That is absolute anarchy. <laughs> that is unfreaking believable yeah. And that, I mind you, surpassed Mike Trout's contract, which was $430 million uh, through the year 2030. He will be a free agent when he's 39. All right? Look at that breakdown. That's nuts. That's absolutely nuts. The seventy dollars a minute, a minute, a minute, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! That God. is insanity. Like Four Mike Trout, I, don't get me wrong. Uh, he absolutely deserves a big yes, contract. But Mike, the, the era of the Mike Trout contracts has ruined professional sports for me. Like, and now everyone's going to think they're entitled. The the trout one, well, the trout one wasn't really the first big one because the first one was what Machado, and then Harper right. followed suit and they won up him with thirty mil, and then they were like, "That's cute." Here's Mike Trout. Um, so yeah, let, let's jump down again here. So we have a uh, where is he? Garrett Cole here, right? A nine year, three hundred twenty four million dollar contract, um, and that's also you know nine thousand two hundred dollars a pitch, a <laughs> pitch. Listen, that's an ex that's an expensive ass hanging curveball. All right. Yeah, hell yeah. You hang, yeah, you hang a curveball. No one, no one ever better hit a damn home run off of that curveball. Hell, you know? hell no. Uh, but that's a lot of money, and he'll be thirty-eight when he's a free agent. Who do you have next in the queue? Uh, so I don't have any uh, graphics for okay. the other guys, but yeah, that's Manny fine. Machado with uh, the ten-year, three hundred million dollar contract. Yeah. He's turning thirty-six though. He's still got eight years on that contract. There's seven years. No, no, he'll be thirty-six when um. When he's a free agent is what that says there. Oh, is that uh, what you said? Okay. Yes, yes. So all those all those spots I just put how old people would be when they're free agents because this will help me with my case of what I want to make for a question after. And then uh, Mookie Betts uh, has a crazy contract, three sixty five um, for twelve years. He'll be forty when his contract is up. And then Bryce Harper is a thirteen year, three hundred and thirty. He'll be thirty nine. Okay. Gosh. So yeah. So I want you to look at the scope of those. Okay. Uh, and how absolutely insane those contracts are and how old those guys are going to be when they're ultimately free agents. The youngest that'll, that they'll have um, on this list that we just named is Machado. He'll be 36, though, right? So that's not – I mean, I, that's young, but to play baseball, what? You look at maybe what? He's got five more years maybe after he's 36. Right. Who knows, right? So this leads to the question here of what I really wanted to talk about for a couple seconds. Who will be the next mega contract? So, yeah. Tyler, I'll let, go, go ahead, my friend. Yeah, so big contracts is a good question you you pitched to me. Um, and I really had to think because we were talking pre-show and you had said someone and I was like, oh, that's that's probably right. But like who else is a big name right now? You know, I was thinking Fernando Tatis. I was thinking all these other young guys who could get these monstrous contracts. But the guy I think of is going to be a free agent, I believe, at the end of next season, if not the one after that. Uh, and it's this guy right here. Damn. Aaron Judge. Mm. Um, Aaron Judge, not only does he deserve a big contract, he's going to get it. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's with the Yankees or elsewhere, he's going to have a massive contract because he's proven he's worth it. Is he a little injury prone? Sure. But I think that is a risk that a lot of teams, including the Yankees, are going to want to take on this man. He's got some of the greatest stats of a rookie ever on the Yankees. Uh, all-time rookie home run record for a year until it was broken by Pete Alonzo. Uh, but, you know, th this is a guy who I would not be upset about getting one of those monster contracts. Mm -hmm. And the guy you're about to name is a guy I can agree with you on. Yes, the guy I'm about to And I actually have numbers of what I think Juan Soto's contract will be. To be oh, geez, okay. Yes. Now, before I lead into that, obviously Lindor was just picked up by the Mets, right? 
He's going to get a big right. contract. I could see Lindor getting a Bryce Harper 330, 400-ish area, right? Uh, not going to be with the Mets, though. I don't know. I think the Mets are going to pay them in, uh, and they're not going to let him leave forever. However, the guy on your screen now for our virtual watchers, and if not, uh, here's I'm going to have to say his name, Juan Soto. All right. Juan Soto, if you ask me, will be the next absolute mega contract. Now I'm talking Mahomes level contract. OK, um, if you ask me, by the time Juan Soto is a free agent, it'll be 2025. He'll be done with arbitration. He'll be able to be signed to any team for any contract that him or his agent can try and uh, negotiate for. Juan Soto will be signed until he's 40 years old, just like. Mookie Betts, just like Mike Trout. All those guys there, 36, 38, 39, 40, 40 years old range when they sign these big contracts. So it's not out of the question for them to sign Juan Soto for 13 to 14 years. You with me still? Yeah, no, no, it does make sense, okay. absolutely. 13 to 14 years. If you ask me, Juan Soto will break the sports contract record when he receives a $560 million deal for 14 years, putting him at $40 million a year. 560, 14 years, 40 million a year. Don't even know. He's making less a year than Mahomes still would, but he's still going to break the record because of the amount of money at the end of it. Noah, I don't you don't you sip your coffee. You put that back down. It's actually tea. If that if that happens, of course it is. Uh, if you if that happens, uh, and he's getting paid more than some of these other stars, uh, baseball contracts are ruined. Ruined. I, I, think, I hate uh, these massive contracts. There should be a cap on how much players should be paid. I think because this I is think ridiculous. Crazy. I, I'll say this. Five years ago, if I said that there's going to be a $500 million contract in any sport, everyone right. would say, yeah, okay. Like, drink yeah, another one. Exactly. But then it happened. With yeah, Mahomes. It shouldn't happen. So you're it telling me in 2025, four years from now, they're not going to be at a point where a 560 is like, yeah, there you go, Soto. Hell yeah, he's I worth hate it. that. Hell yeah. He's I hate it. that. Listen, you know what? If it happens, I, he's a deserving player. He's a guy who's well worth the contract, but I still absolutely despise those massive contracts. It's and crazy. Noah, speaking of things we despise, let's just throw these guys up on the screen. Um, the umpires and the rule makers of MLB are at it again. The 21 in 2021 season rumors and rules are circulating. And we've got a few that we'd like to talk about right now. Uh, doubleheaders uh, for this shortened season were put to seven-inning doubleheaders rather than two nine-inning games. Uh, Noah, keep or get rid of? Out of all the rules we're going to mention, that's the one I like. There's, there's, there's yeah, no, reason keep... no reason to fatigue. No reason to fatigue even exactly. further. Exactly. It makes sense. I, I get it. Baseball purists. I'm, I'm kind of a baseball purist. Mm -hmm. I understand it um why you'd want to keep nine and nine but this one makes sense because why play you know 18 innings when you could just do 14 and yeah. everyone goes home satisfied just be uh, I, exactly you know pace of pace of play i've always been like well if you don't like baseball don't watch um but this is one that i'm okay with well this is different this isn't just this is a pace of play this is like you know like you think about a team they got to bring they get to bring up one extra one extra roster spot right for a double header and they're supposed to go 18 innings you think one extra player is going to make a difference for your guy not being exhausted? Yeah, right. like not only that they're going to play 18 innings and they got to maybe travel to halfway across the nation halfway you know like they're going to be up all night on a plane or a bus and then they got to go play again the next day maybe or a day after it's stupid they like, play 14 get out of there right no 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 definitely i think we both agree that this is one that we're okay with staying um i'm going to skip the second one we're going to come back to it okay. uh expanded postseason Keep it or lose it? Lose it. At why? Uh, we saw what happened. It doesn't matter. The teams that went in with the worst records got eliminated first. It's a waste of time. Now, I don't think it's a waste of time. I, I like the aspect of having more teams in the playoffs. But if you only need to win 80 games to get into the playoffs, why try to win 100? Um, and that is where I draw the line. I you can't think see me right now? But I'm what? looking at you like, damn good point. Uh, damn good point. <laughs> I just, why, what's the point of uh, doing that? Because all of these teams, like the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, all these teams are always striving for the 100-win season. Uh, what's the point of doing that? Why not mm -hmm. just coast? Why not just mm -hmm. coast, go 85 wins? You know you can do it. 
So just take the easy way out. Um, I think that is a rule that needs to go. I understand it. I like it for the fun fact of there's teams who might make the playoffs who otherwise wouldn't be there. Uh, but that shouldn't be the case. It should be the best teams, period. Uh, and that's, that's why I think this rule needs to go. Now, what I think is the dumbest rule that baseball has ever instilled, a runner on second if the game expands into extra innings to start the extra innings. That is the dumbest rule that baseball has ever added. And you remember their initial response to it was like, oh, well, you know, pace of play. We need to, we need to speed the game up. If your idea of speeding the game up starts in the 10th inning, you're not speeding the game up. <laughs> like, that's the dumbest. Like, we need to speed it up. Let's wait till it's over and then add something. Like, no. It shouldn't start. You you did it wrong. This rule is stupid, and I'm annoyed because it's the one rule that's going to stick around. And the some of the analysts I I was reading up on this were saying that like, oh, we should keep it because it adds another rule of strategy. All right, but then two lines down, you say that we should get rid of the that we should keep the universal DH. So do you really like strategy, or do you just like kissing up to Rob Manfred? What is it? Uh, you know, let, let let us actually know what it is because the universal DH. I think should stay. It's probably going to go if I had to assume, because it's been so chastised uh, by baseball purists. Um, I think it's a, a genius thing. Pitchers should not be hitting Madison Bumgarner. I'm talking specifically to you. Uh, you are a decent hitter. You are not good enough to deserve a spot in the lineup every single time you pitch. I'll say, this. I'll say this. I think with the whole pitchers are, are um, universal DH, I do want them to keep the universal DH, but with that number nine spot, we'll just say the number nine spot, which is typically where the pitcher will hit, depending on, you know, National League teams sometimes put the pitcher in the eight hole for strategy. But anyway, um, I think they just leave it up to the team. If, yes, if, if your pitcher if wants to hit, Frankie, let him hit. Yeah, if Bumgarner's up there and he's like, listen, I don't feel like swinging today, and the manager says, cool, knock yourself out. Yeah. But don't make it a thing to where we're in the, we're in the, the World Series – and we have to watch Garrett Cole. And Chris Dale is swinging a bat. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll pass. Thanks. I don't want to watch uh, every World Series game that takes place in a National League park have a bunter, uh, pitcher lay down a bunt and get out at first because they're slow as hell. Um, well, like, I don't want him getting hurt. I don't the guy can't even feel the ball down the third baseline. I don't want him sprinting down the first baseline. Yeah. I don't, I don't need so, it to be you know, game four of the World Series and Garrett Cole's twisting his ankle on the way to first. Like, no thank you. Right. Pitchers can't even throw to first base. I don't want them running there. Yeah, uh, right. So let's let's take that rule out as well. Um, so, yeah, umpires on, on baseball with the Bard. We try to be fair. But you guys make it very hard. Uh, Joe West, I know you have a lot of pull in this league. Uh, please do something good for once. And change the rules for better before you are forced to retire. Thank you. Noah, there's some National League teams uh, that are sticking out. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Let's do this first. Um, they, they did announce that we are hopefully going to be having a full season. Um, are we going to have a full season? I, I am skeptical. I am I very skeptical. Um, because I, I just don't think with uh, for people who watch us who aren't from the Northeast and the Northeast right now, COVID is running rampant through New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, uh, Pennsylvania. All these states are really getting smoked by COVID right now. Um, and I just don't think it's smart because every stadium said they're going to allow fans. Mm -hmm. They're going to allow fans in a small, smaller capacity with these little like beak bubbles or, or areas, which is great for me and Noah. Cause we like to sit by ourselves anyways. Absolutely. But, um, I don't know about, you Noah. I'm not taking the train to New York. No, that's, that's I'm the not, biggest thing. I'm not yeah. ordering any concessions. Nope. I'm going, I'm sitting at my seat. I'm not getting up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is all I would do. I don't even think I can, I, I can even will myself to do that. Knowing that I could be bringing a virus home to my parents who have no, already absolutely. happened. Absolutely. And that's the um, biggest thing is, the unknowns of what the season is going to look like. And now this is all just rumors, right? They say they plan on starting on time. They plan on having fans in attendance, depending on how well things go with vaccine rollout with uh, numbers and whatever else. Right. That's the biggest thing is the unknown. So to say now, I, I know the season's going to start in a month, but oh, it's supposed to start in a month, but to say now right. that we know what's going to happen. That's, that's not true. 
Like it just doesn't make sense. Uh, and especially in that area, if you look at New York, Massachusetts, like Boston area, that's the baseball mecca, like New York City. If they can't play games there, that's what? The season's not right. starting. Yeah, period. Because especially now Toronto is based out of I New York, just, too. They're not playing. We were on the same wavelength <laughs> right there, man. That's three teams right there that are all based out of New York. Uh, and then, you know, you've got Boston and all these guys who have to come there. Uh, and roll through that area. The Phillies, you got the Rays, you got the Blue Jays, you've got uh, the Orioles, all these guys who have to constantly be in that area. And they're not bubbling. They're all just, they're traveling. Like the, yeah. the NBA has already found out uh, that their bubble worked incredibly well because they start this season. You know how many players have COVID already? It's insane how bad it spread in the NBA. The second they started allowing these players to do whatever they want. Do I think it'll happen on time? No. Unfortunately, um, I'm, I'm guessing May or June we will get our baseball season, but I'm I'm aiming for May, uh, yeah, keeping our, our hopes season, high. Uh, but uh, and I also think they shouldn't allow fans in attendance until the COVID rates are much lower. Um, I would like to go if they want to make it a thing about uh, it's your body, make the choice for yourself. All right, I can also get behind that, um, but. Wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, see you later. Uh, if you have a medical condition, you shouldn't be out in public at a baseball game. <laughs> uh, so don't ruin it for everyone else. Thank you. And that's my uh, COVID TED Talk. Yes. <laughs> the National you know League. The National League is uh, what you put here. The National League is looking scary. Mm -hmm. We've got guys like the Dodgers, the Padres, the Mets, the Braves. All these guys who are coming in here looking like they are going to be absolute powerhouses. Um, let's just talk about these guys really quick. Uh, I feel like this is who we have to lead off with. The Dodgers oh, yeah. have Kershaw, Bueller, Price, Urias, Bellinger, Seeger, Muncie, Mookie Betts. I mean, the and that's questions. Just the tip of the iceberg. Right. That's those are just the like the the studs, mm -hmm. like the absolute all stars. Then under them, they have a B team that could be an A team somewhere Absolutely. else. Absolutely. They could they could make an another another entire roster uh, of starting players underneath them who would be able to compete with like the C teams of the league. Uh, so it is insane this team. Uh, I'm, I'm let me roll through the ones we have here so far. So we got the Padres here. Look, just look at those three right there: Machado, Tatis, Snell, Paddock, Clevenger, Darvish, Fam. Insane amount of talent just on your screen right there. Those three right there, I'd be like, these guys could win a World Series. Mm -hmm. um, we've got uh, other teams too. We've got well, who we who did we just talk about, Noah? We've got the yep. New York Mets. The Mets are coming in with Degrom, Alonso, Carrasco, Lindor, Stroman, and Batances. You've got guys like the Braves. The Braves are someone that you were high on all of last season. The Braves have Morton, Soroka, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, Darnode, Freeman, Albies, and the bullpen that can control an entire postseason. Mm -hmm. uh, it is absolute, absolutely crazy. We, we just want to – let's get into the NL favorites. Um, I would be dumbfounded if it's not – an NL team that won the world series this year, except for the Yankees. The Yankees might be the only team that I can see getting to the uh, postseason and winning the world series uh, on the American league side. Maybe someone like the blue Jays can surprise us or my, my pick the white Sox can surprise us. Mm -hmm. um, but, but we will see. Um, Noah, my question though, to you would be who will be the best team, best record I'll say, uh, in the National League in 2021. So that changes the answer here. So the best record will be the Dodgers. They, okay. did, it last, they did it last year. They'll do it again. Uh, and honestly, I think they're only going to get better. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, they were really that's good last year. Statement. Yeah, I'm not kidding. They, they don't seem like a team that's going to have a World Series hangover. They're going to come back and they're going to be like, all right, let's do that again. Like, oh, okay. I, like, I disagree with you. I think they will have a, a hangover. I don't think they're going to do poorly. I think they get 85 wins. Nah, I don't like uh, they're 100 No, I think the Padres win that division. Not a chance. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. So I you think, think the Padres the Dodgers, will have the best record? 
in the National League period. Best record in the National League. Mm-hmm. We'll go to these boys, the Padres. They are my choice to be the best team in the National League. Um, they are the horse I am riding to the World Series to face my pick, the White Sox. Okay. I will say, even though I think the Dodgers are going to have the best record, I think the Braves are going to go farther. Okay. We never, Braves, you never bet on the Braves. Never bet, That's like a, it's a that is a I, sin. You know that for the last two seasons, I've said the Yankees Braves are going to be the World Series picture. Wow. I have. And once and again, been, you're going to say it again. <laughs> I've been wrong. Uh, however, the, I do. I like the Braves for one reason. They play old school baseball. Plain and simple, they do. Their manager plays old school baseball. There's no, I mean, they do a couple things with analytics, whatever else. But for the most part, if you look at their depth chart, it's one player per position for, for the most part. And that's it. They have a deep bullpen and they rely on their good starting pitching. And they just really uh, updated their starting pitching with Charlie Morton. And that's that was a huge, huge sign. I think that's going to do big things for them. They have a strong horse at that number one spot now. They have a really, really solid ace. Soroka right behind him. I think the, the Braves are going to be a, a real force, and I think they finally are piecing all the pieces of the puzzle together. And I, the last few seasons with the Braves' eliminations, uh, two years ago especially, that last game they played against the Cardinals was just a disaster first inning. Do you remember that? Oh, God, yeah. It's yeah. absolutely disgusting. Like, that's not that, – I don't know. Like, you can't blame that on them having a bad team or a bad season. Like, that was just a really, really bad day. Um, and it's kind of been like that for the Braves. So I think if they can avoid the silliness of those moments – that they'll go far. Yeah, absolutely. I can agree with you there. Um, the Braves are definitely a good team, but I just they're they're like the the Cleveland Browns. Oh, I can't God. bet on them. I can't bet on them because of who they are. Seth uh, who they're so right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Seth. Uh, well, that's fine. You're he's home. He can he's not watching. He's he's busy with baby. This is uh, so <laughs> he he can he can be as mad as he wants. I'm gonna keep my statement. Um, so do we think we had we had a note here, Noah, that said who's going to make the playoffs? Uh, I think all four of these teams we mentioned are going to be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pretty easily. Some other ones to fill in those positions, maybe Washington uh, can can get in there somehow. The Phillies, um, but these are the only four that I think really people are going to be talking about all season long. Are the Braves? The Padres, the Mets, the Dodgers, and probably the Phillies. I think mm. they would be the five teams that people are very interested this in this uh, season. But so do you, I think we could agree on that, right? Those are the teams. But then we look over at the American League, Noah. Just this picture is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> of, of we we're talking about. Let's see what the Rays can do this season. Oh boy, they lost mm. Morton. They lost Snell. Will they make it nearly as far as they did in 2020? And if not, what happens? The Rays lose the division this year. They come in last. Um, the Yankees take first. The Yankees take first. Mm-hmm. Then the Orioles. Then the Blue Jays. Then the Red Sox. Then the Rays. That would be my prediction for how this season goes. Um, and that's coming from a Red Sox fan uh, who's putting the Red Sox in fourth place. I think the Red Sox have – or the, the Tampa Bay – uh, Rays have the Red Sox reaction to making it to a World Series where, oh my God, we're the best in the world. Now we have 62 wins. Mm. That is what I assume is going to happen in Tampa. Their fans, as you know, I've infiltrated a Tampa Bay Ray fans uh, Facebook group. Uh, and they are the most abysmal, down in the dumps fan base I've seen in a long time. Well, if you um, lost those two guys, you would be too. <laughs> no, I. You literally say that. Do you remember what happened last year, Noah? I lost David Price and Mookie Betts. Okay. And I was two two of the greatest players in the 2018 World Series. Two guys we could all wholeheartedly rely on. And we I was still coming out here every week like, listen, there's still a chance. Mathematically, the Red Sox are still in it. No, these guys are like, oh, it's over. Just move. Just move to Canada. Just leave. We don't even want you. We're Marlins fans now. At least they're realistic. Um, yeah. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. I'm realistic about most things. Uh, and I've come to take a more realistic view about baseball. And you can uh, attest to that over the last few episodes of Baseball with the Bard. I've been more realistic. And realistically, these two right here, 
Mm. Uh, a big reason why I think the Blue Jays could potentially be a force to be reckoned with mm. this coming season. I think they are going to be making a name for themselves in the next two to three seasons. Uh, because even if they don't plan on staying with Toronto, they are going to make a case that they deserve to be paid. Uh, so especially going uh, with the Blue Jays, I think it is super, super important uh, to see these young stars come up and, and get the job done. Um, do you think the Blue Jays are going to be as good as I'm hyping them up to be, or do you think I'm a little too high on them right now? I think the Blue Jays will be the biggest competition in the in the, uh, the division for the Yankees. So oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's – the Orioles confuse me because I don't Listen. think I can name five players on the Orioles, and yet they still come out and they're like, hey, we're still here, by the way. There's one team who will make sure the Orioles are in their place where they belong. The yeah, New York whatever. Yankees. The New York Yankees. I remember uh, we have a good friend, Brendan Carney, as you know. And I, one of his tweets that he tweeted uh, two years ago was my favorite because that was the season Glaber Torres hit something like 16 home runs off of the Orioles in one season. And oh, yeah, yeah. He tweeted, he tweeted, I hope I never hate something as much as Glaber Torres hates the Orioles. Like, <laughs> it is – it is ludicrous how good the Yankees I are. I love that play call of when he hit the 16th home run. The announcer for the Orioles literally was like, you got, you got to be joking. Mm-hmm. You've, got to, you've got he to be gave kidding. Up on camera, yep. And David Cohn comes running over from the Yankees broadcast booth into the Orioles broadcast booth and just like starts shaking him. He's like, what's up, dude? How you mm-hmm. going? He's like, get out of here, Tony. Like he... That was <laughs> Those the are the moments yeah. I live for in baseball. That was great. That was great. And you're right. The the Yankees have kept the Orioles in check for a long time. But we, as much as we just dismissed the this team, uh, the Rays have kept the Yankees in check for a very mm-hmm. long time now. Uh, so if the Rays are anywhere near as good, which they won't be, uh, in the last season, maybe, maybe the Yankees are restricted to not be as good as they hope to be. But, you know, they'll get 30 wins from the Orioles, so why does it matter? Um, Noah, this is a team that you think is going to be doing so well. Will Shane Bieber be Cy Young material again in 2021 on the Indians? Will they be the same without Francisco Lindor? Absolutely not. This team is one of those bases where I never, ever believe in them. Um, They're going to have a lot of bad press right now with their name. Uh, so I feel like morale will be low. Uh, they lost Lindor, who has been just an absolute flagship of that team. Uh, you still are high on them. Explain yourself. I mean, I think they still got a really decent core. They still have a good, you know, a really good uh, pitcher that likes to Shane Bieber. Zach Plasek is pretty good. Their bullpen isn't deep, but they could add an arm if they needed to. Um, and they still have good guys. They just picked up Ahmed Rosario. They have a Jose Ramirez. Um, they have a Framil Reyes. They have a couple good players here. I think their biggest thing is is having Bieber. I mean, he's a solid guy. If if he get if he can have a record of like if they have a full season, he can go twenty five and something like seven or something. I mean, that's huge. Um, if he can do something like that uh, for that team, so I don't see them being out for the sole reason that they have a guy like Shane Bieber going out there every five days. Yeah, I don't, you know, but if we're going to hang it on the the shoulders of one pitcher, then what what's the excuse the Red Sox can give? Because they do have pitchers who are incredible, and they still lose. And they have batters who are incredible, and they still lose. So what's to say that's not going to be the case in Cleveland? I guess neither of us are wrong here, because there's no knowing how it's going to uh, go until we see how mm-hmm. they play without someone like Lindor. Um, but you, you are high on them. Um, I respect your baseball opinion. You are very smart when it comes to baseball. Uh, so we will, we'll see what happens, uh, when we move down the road here, but I think we can all agree. One team that's not going to be doing all that well is probably the Red Sox. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you like that transition where I crap on my own favorite team? That was great. Um, the Red Sox, man, um, brutal right now there are more trade rumors going around currently before we were talking about jackie bradley jr it now seems that andrew benintendi is the guy who is going to be traded he has officially been added to the trade block 
Uh, he only hit a 103 average in 2020 with an OPS of 442, where in 20, uh, 2019 he hit a 266 with an OPS of 774. Um, I don't think he's going to be gone this year. If he is, it's going to be from a team who's pushing for a postseason spot that needs an outfielder. Oh, I have the wrong guy up. There's Benny. Um, if we lose Benny, it's going to be a team who is pushing for the postseason. And for years, how many years now have I said he's going to be on the Yankees, Noah? Like five. Many. many. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm kind of not thinking that. Um, unless you guys are realizing that you're not going to be able to pay Judge. Uh, and you need a quick pickup, That's you're going to pay judge. This, the Yankees are going to pay judge. But God forbid I'm wrong, and they choose to not spend money there because the outfield depth in the uh, MLB is absolutely insane, and they could get someone for a cheap price. Why not go after Benintendi? Mm. Why, tell me why the Yankees don't go after Benintendi, Noah. I can't. <laughs> right. He's a, he's a solid player. In his first year with the Red Sox, he was Actually, making you know, just absolute web gem catches. That's not true. The Yankees do have really deep outfield. Um, but you're not going to for much longer because no, no, a lot no. of them are going to want to be paid. No, well, that's valid, and they can't pay them all. You're right. Uh, but they do have a solid guy like Frazier. They do have a solid guy like Talkman. I mean, those both of them, including Judge, would be a good outfield. I would never call Talkman solid. He's solid. Talkman the Sockman? Okay. Absolutely. Now, nah, if you had to put him in there, you would. I mean, that's, and that's you the thing. You know why I like Clint Frazier, Noah? Bat speed? Because I, because I called that home run when we were at the game where uh, I said, that's, oh, here comes Mr. Home Run. Everybody watch. And everyone around us was laughing, and then it happened. Yeah. I'm, uh, which, hey, that's I was, why I, I was like more than happy with that moment. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Again, though, I can't see them not going after him, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think Benny ends up in right field when Aaron Judge asks for too much and ends up on the Dodgers. Uh, oh, that's uh... that's that's disgusting. <laughs> you you hate yourself for saying that. <laughs> but you know what I am happy about is that Jackie Bradley Jr. doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Mm. Uh, I am definitely excited to see him uh, as a potential opportunity to be sticking around. Uh, you know, Corey Kluber was a trade rumor that obviously didn't happen. He ended up going elsewhere. Um, Dallas Keuchel is still on the table as someone who could end up in, in Boston, but I'm really more focused on who we currently have uh, with Erod and sale, because what, are, what are the Sox going to, what are they going to do if these guys aren't ready to go sale of all the Erod, the Sox are in a really deep hole. If these guys can't play, Erod has a permanent issue now with his lungs similar to what happened with my, uh, my mother uh, mm-hmm. because of COVID. Um, Erod, I think, was the prime example of how serious COVID can be in professional sports because, you know, everyone else, they got COVID, they came back. Mm-hmm. Erod got COVID at the beginning of the season. He did not come back. Um, so kind of scary. Chris Sale with all of his surgeries and injuries and oh inconsistencies and uh, the offense never gives him enough runs to actually win games, just got no decisions. And um, he's just become a bit of a headache, too. He's not someone I would ever want to get rid of, uh, just someone I think we need to mold the team around. And then Evaldi, I mean, look at the guy. The 2018 World Series, you could make a case for him being MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are a lot of people that on, on this team that can be great, but they have these little asterisks next to them right now because we don't know what direction we're moving in right now. And again, I think that's a perfect place to quickly do a few ads before we go into the Yankees. Noah, let's see some of our lovely friends over at Clover Crest Media. I would just like to point out that a few weeks ago, Jace said that Mac Jones was garbage. Hurry up here for Alabama. Play action. Mac Jones wants it all. Long ball. Man there. Got him. Meshing. Touchdown. I'm not sold on Mac Jones. In the red zone, Alabama with three minutes and change remaining in the half. Jones fires to the corner. Devontae Smith, touchdown Alabama. Clovercrest Media Group presents a CMG podcast. Keys to the city. I crossed up by Kobe, well, floated Shaq, and then Shaq goes like this, and the rest is history. 
Pay attention. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. Speaking of those Lakers. But I, but I, hold on, fun. But I didn't make my I didn't make my I said Denver's going to win. Yeah, you did. You said that. There's no other show like that. Clover Crest is doing great things right now. Streaming everywhere. Welcome to Ivy League Murders. On this podcast, we focus on cases affiliated with the Ivy League, exploring the darker side of higher education. What happens when genius becomes evil? My name is Sarah Alcorn. I'm a Harvard graduate, and I've been a private investigator since 1999. Join me and longtime crime diva, Laura McDonald, for Ivy League Murders. Those are just some of the things you guys can find here at Clover Crest Media. Oh, do I have it near me? I do. And uh, I got this lovely little present here from Mr. Cross yesterday. Uh, we finally were able to have our, our friends miss. There you go. What's up? Yeah, no, no, I'm showing. I just wanted to. Uh, it's a, a Clover Crest Media podcast. Baseball with the Bard presented by Mr. Cross. Oh, where's the camera? There we go. Presented to me yesterday. Again, thank you, Noah. It is a lovely, lovely addition. It'll be sitting here somewhere. Once I get a desk down here, we will be rolling and have our own little setups at both of our places. He also got me a microphone. You guys are crazy. You guys are crazy (laughs) this year. Again, we appreciate what you do, buddy. Um, But yeah, let's talk about something that has a little bit of substance in the Yankees. Uh, This was... Dude, could you believe so many people broke this news to me? As you wrote in the top, finally, there's some news out of the Bronx. Take it away, Noah. Finally, as you said, news out of the Bronx. So elated to say these words. The Yankees re-sign DJ LaFrickin Mayhew. Oh, my gosh. And I will say, I was as shocked as Tyler was when I'm going to read this deal that the Yankees struck with him. Uh, which I'm going to lead off with saying Cashman did it again. The absolute freaking magician. Cashman signing DJ to a six-year, $90 million contract. What the hell? Yeah, that made zero sense. Can I tell you, we, we thought at work for about 20 minutes. Everyone was like, God, oh, bullshit. They're like, no, oh, he probably is. He's just a nice guy. He agreed to it. I'm like, no, no, no. no. That's a miss. That's a, he mistyped that. That's whoever at ES, ESPN stupid. That's not real. And uh, no, it's real, Noah. Yeah, absolute insanity. Six years, $90 million, $15 million a year uh, for a guy who many thought, and not everyone thought, was going to be making 20 a year. So Cashman, I don't know how. He just works his Cashman magic again, and he did it. So I'm going I'm to keep telling my kids when I have them one day that Brian Cashman's Santa Claus because he brings joy <laughs> to New York City. Um, before the signing of DJ Luke Voigt was on social media, and he said flat out, yeah, DJ's a machine. We need him. And I couldn't agree more. The Yankees, before they re-signed him, as I said on this show, were if they did not sign DJ, they would be in a worse spot than they were previously. Period, hands down. So they definitely did that. Uh, DJ hit 364 in 2020. 364. God. That's absolutely insane. Uh, with 10 home runs and an OPS of 1,011. Yes, 1,011, folks absolute monster machine is an understatement he is unreal so tyler what do you think about this deal i hate it uh everything about it is horrible i think they screwed this man no i'm kidding obviously he's a team player uh what i think happened was cashman said we don't want you to leave we Mm -hmm. want you in new york we think you're asking too much uh this is what we can offer you we still have guys we want to sign these are what we're looking at they probably let him in 100 percent on what they were planning on doing. And he said, all right, let's go win a World Series. And they shook hands, and he walked out with $90 million. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I think happened there. I think it was a great deal for baseball. I think it showed people, look at this guy who who played better baseball than every single one of you. Every single one of you players, he played a better game than you in in a season where you all cried and made excuses. This guy came out and played the best season of his life and is walking away with only 90 mil compared to some of the other contracts we've seen. Yeah. Team player, he is a big reason, one of the biggest reasons, that I think the Yankees could potentially win the World Series next year. I'll never pick them. I'll never pick them. <laughs> uh, never again. Every time I pick them, they let me down. Uh, so I never never again will I pick the Yankees. Uh, I, I tried but, that strategy this last season, bro. It didn't work. 
<laughs> I know, right? You went against your gut, dumb dumb. Oh man, no, it's they should definitely keep him alive for as long as possible uh, in Boston. I in Boston, Jesus, in New York. Uh, he seems like he wants to be there. He has a great time. He's mashing. Uh, mm. I'm just disappointed that that's where he landed. Personally, I, I don't know why I would be happy about it. Personally, no, no, yeah, um, but, the rival, I wouldn't expect you to. I wanted nothing more than for him to leave. I was the biggest stickler mm. uh, to all of my coworkers and you that he was going to land elsewhere. And now look at me. I'm the one with egg on my face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even, even more amazing out of the Bronx, as we said, some big things have been happening this last week. The Yankees, again, I kept saying the Yankees got to address their pitching. They got to address their pitching after LeMahieu. And they did that. The Yankees signed veteran righty, uh, and former Slam Award winner Corey Kluber. Kluber ultimately chose the Yankees, uh, is what the headlines touted on Friday night. I actually called Tyler the second Bleacher Report, told me about it uh, out of the blue, and he was like, what? What do you want? And I was like, dude, the Yankees are getting Kluber. And he's like, oh, come on. And this was oh, a day you know, after. You, you made me lose a round of Fall Guys for that call, so uh, <laughs> that's a lot. Um, and then even funnier, as I was on the phone with Tyler, another one of our friends, Courtney, who's also a big Yankees fan was calling him at the exact same moment to say <laughs> the same, to tell him the same news. And he's like, I get it. They're signing Kluber. Drew, go away. The Yankees are great. Um, <laughs> the Yankees landed Kluber for $11 million for a, a one year deal. Uh, that's all he wanted. All he wanted was a one year deal. Uh, hi mom. Um, all he wanted was a one year deal. He wants to prove himself. Uh, when I was thinking about them signing Kluber, I did say I feel like they would give him 10 mil. I feel like that anything lower would be disrespectful. So 11 is actually good for him. And that still leaves the Yankees about, I think, $9 million left before they hit that $210 million threshold. And we'll get to where they could spend their money in a minute. Tyler, what do you think of this deal for Kluber? Uh, in 2017, he threw a 2.5 two, ERA with 265 Ks. 2018, he threw 289 with 222 Ks. And then in 2019 is where he started getting injured. He didn't, he didn't play a full season. Uh, he only pitched 35 innings in 2019 with an ERA about five. Um, can he prove himself? Will he come back and, and be that dominant Kluber that we know he can be and reliable Kluber we know he can be? Oh, he totally can. Um, and how I feel about it, I'm, I'm pissed. You know, this was a team – that our player that the Red Sox were thoroughly interested in. Uh, it was a, a guy who could come in as a veteran presence and uh, make the Red Sox better. The Red Sox obviously didn't offer him what he was looking for. So that sucks. Um, like I said earlier, there's still a chance for a guy like Dallas Keuchel to end up on the team, but would you rather have Kluber or Keuchel? Kluber. Um, Keuchel is a weird guy, you know? I just, I would rather. <laughs> <laughs> Kluber looks Kluber looks without a beard. I'm sorry. You know, Kluber looks good without a beard because you know he's not going to have that in New York. Oh yeah, no. Look, you can see it right there. He's I, I, there's a picture of him in Cleveland without a beard. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, no, no. He's definitely. This was a massive. How do I feel overall? Massive pickup for the Yankees. This was huge. But in the back of my head, I can't feel but a little bit annoyed uh, mm -hmm. for how they have now treated their veteran Tanaka. Mm -hmm. Tanaka's gone. Sorry, Noah. Um, mm. Tanaka is not coming back and there is absolutely no way we see him. Um, yeah, it was just an absolute shame. What is this? Uh, we have a t uh, message here. What's up guys. Uh, my dad and I were talking originally about the LA Rams and how I think the, uh, they could use a rebranding and the Oilers did or something. Do you feel that the way about the baseball franchises? Is there anyone who needs a new face to revitalize themselves? Oh, that is a very really? good question. That is, uh, our, our, my buddy, Kyle. Uh, who is posing that question. I think that is an incredible question. Uh, Kyle, that was perfect timing because we were talking about a, a guy who has played for the Cleveland Indians. Mm. Yes, there is a team right there who needs rebranding, and they are in the process of rebranding. What they will go as, who knows? Oh, he said, oh, look, here it is. There it yep. is. Discounting, Discounting the Cleveland the Indians because yep. <laughs> that's, that's a whole other clan of worms. Uh, yeah, okay, so besides that, no, I don't I, think there I, are a lot of teams. I have, I have one. Okay, I think if the Marlins really, the Marlins need to shake up their their act. Uh, there's just, I think there's just so much like whateverness about their team, about everything that they're they are. I mean, they had a guy like Stanton who was incredible, and they also had Real Muto 
who was incredible. And they they themselves realized that we're just wasting these guys' time at this point. So they traded him away. They let him go. Yankees picked up Stanton. Uh, Phillies picked up Romuto because they know their name isn't worth th- those big names of big play, big time players. If you ask me, if a team in baseball, if I had to choose an answer, that would be my choice for a complete rebrand, rebrand complete revitalize uh, of that entire organization. They have a nice stadium, but I feel like they could do so much more. Obviously, they need to pick up some better players at this point and make an actual push here. And they are rebuilding, but I mean, how long are you going to rebuild for? I feel like a, a rebrand could do them some good. Kyle, that was a very good question. We appreciate you tuning in on Twitch. Uh, Please, if you guys have questions like that, we would love to answer your questions. It gives us more things to talk about. And if there's one thing Noah and I are very good at, it is talking and talking (laughs) about baseball and wrestling. For sure. Um, So, yes, thank you, Kyle. But, yeah, if we're still talking about this guy here, um, Noah, do you think – I know I said uh, you you would ask me what I I was thinking about – the deal overall, I think it's a great deal for him. I think it's a horrible deal for Tanaka uh, and a sad thing. Um, will he be able to pitch in New York? We know that there is a stigma when it comes to playing in the in the Big Apple and going to the Bronx. And uh, what do you think? Will he, will he sink or swim when he gets to New York? If we're talking about swimming metaphors, Corey Kluber has the ability to be Michael Phelps. He is an extremely... Oh! extremely composed pitcher. There's plenty. I saw a video on Twitter of yesterday of him in an interview. And you know how when someone's in an interview in the dugout during the game and they're kind of throwing uh, seeds at him or, or peanuts. Oh, oh, I love that interview. Yes. And he is the most composed individual on the field. He is calm. He's a veteran. I don't think New York's going to intimidate him at all. And if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. Kluber is going to thrive in New York City. And if you ask me, he's going to go out there. He'll win 15 to 20 games. He'll be that solid number two punch after Garrett Cole. And the Yankees will sign him for three years after it. Oh, boy. Noah, very confident in the direction that the Yankees are headed right now. They still need more pitching depth, though, Noah. Yes. Well, very quickly, as I've said to you before, we were hanging out yesterday, as you know, I am excited to see Kluber in pinstripes. I am actually looking forward to this new face being here in our franchise, this new blood being here in our franchise, a guy who's a veteran. I think he can do it. He wants to prove himself. And if he can do that under those big lights, as everyone likes to say, he's. I think he's going to do it. I'm excited to see it. I don't know why. I can't really explain it. I'm just really excited that we're getting something fresh in New York City. All right, Noah, I've got uh, one more question for you. We've got about three minutes here before we got to start our next show. Valid. What else do they need to do uh, in their bullpen, Beth? And give me like two answers. Who who need? Where do they need to fix their uh, their bullpen and their pitching rotation? I mean, you mean who 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 can they put? In who those who can they count on? Is it Castillo? Is it Walker? Who who's who's going to be the guy? Uh, that comes in and makes this bullpen back to the place it was in like 2018, 2017. Well, Castillo and Walker would be starters. Um, but um, I want Castillo really bad because he's got a lot of really good energy, and I want to see that in New York. And especially if they get him and they keep him for all of his arbitration, that would be a, a jersey that I would buy in a minute. Um, and Walker as well. Walker's cool. Another young guy. I'd love to see it. Their bullpen answer, they could probably go for a Kirby Yates type of, type of guy. Um, he's a free agent uh, currently, Kirby Yates. He's another type of Kluber where it could be a high-risk, uh, low-reward situation. But uh, – I'm sorry, reverse that, sorry. Um, low-risk, high-reward situation that if he plays well, great because it's not like you're going to have to pay a, uh, pay him that much and expect greatness. So we can see what happens there uh, in that. So that would be my answer. So uh, Castillo I would like to see. Walker's more realistic. And then for the bullpen, Kirby Yates. Perfect. Yeah, I think Kirby was actually exactly who I was thinking needs to end up in New York. I would love to. You can come to Boston if you'd like, Kirby. Yeah. You know where? You know if you. Okay, all right. You don't want no, to. Noah said no, so it can't. It can't happen. <laughs> <laughs> As we said earlier, everyone, this is a Clovercrest podcast. If you love podcasts, then visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. There are twenty-eight shows on the CMG network, and if you don't find one you like, start your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website. So make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the links for your latest on your favorite CNG sports podcast, as well as blogs and videos for all the latest info. 
for Baseball with the Bard. My name is Tyler Bard. That over there is my best friend, Noah Cross, the magician. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you all next time. Baseball with the Bard.